in the pursuit of happiness. Hello and welcome. I'm Mike and this is my podcast about my pursuit of happiness. So this week I uh, I don't have an actual topic to talk about. I was going to do what I'm going to refer to as a ramble sode or a ramble cast. Let me uh, let me know your opinion on that. You can actually send an email to mikeshappiness at gmail.com if you'd like to interact and vote on whether you like it called a ramble sode or a ramble cast. And basically what this is is just going to be uh, kind of a fluid brain dump of different topics uh, that I've, I've been thinking about and kind of an update on some things that we've covered previously, which we've only had two episodes. So really the big thing that we're going to cover is the sleep thing that we talked about last week. So that is really that's going to be the main update as far as uh, the updates go, because that's the only thing we've actually covered so far. So uh, let's start off with that, I guess. Why not? We'll start with that. Um, it's been horrific. It's, it's uh, you know, it's I, I, I'm so bad at putting routine in place. You know, I had a good strategy. I went into it. I, I did it for like a week and then it just fell apart. I stopped uh, taking the CBD, stopped taking the melatonin, uh, still have my phone upstairs with me. Sure as hell didn't leave that downstairs because I am truly addicted to that stupid, stupid piece of uh, electronics. Uh, obviously, and that needs to break. Uh, so this past week has been horrific. I, I've had horrible sleeps. There was a couple of good nights, um, but overall it was either a meh or uh, or horrible as far as sleeping goes. So uh, there's that. So I don't know why I have such a hard time with routine, with getting into a routine. Like I said, it was banger for a week. We did it great, did no problems, and then it just fell apart. It lost interest. I became to the point of where it was – it was too much of a hassle to uh, to prepare myself to have good night's sleep by taking some CBD and some melatonin for some goddamn reason. Uh, also, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I'm falling asleep on the couch down here uh, at night. Uh, the house has been real quiet. Uh, so I've been falling asleep on the couch, uh, like, just kind of, like, realize, oh, I should probably go to bed. And by the time I walk upstairs, that little bit of, of walking upstairs awakens me for some reason and I lay in bed and I can't fall asleep in bed. Um, still haven't got a recorder, even really haven't even looked into it because I did talk about uh, last week talking about sleep, about having a, a voice activated recorder or something like that next to the bed. So if something's in my head, to be honest with you, this whole week, I have not had anything really flowing through my head. I was not writing any scripts or anything like that. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, just had horrible night's sleep, just tossed and turned, could not get comfortable, could not, uh, kind of just settle and actually fall asleep. Uh, it was just absolutely horrible. So major, major problems there. I need to get this sleep thing under control because I think that is going to unlock a lot of potential with me getting back into some more healthier habits and healthier routines. Because the problem is right now, um, you know, I, I wake up and I'm tired and, you know, it's a lot of effort to, to beat back the enemy mind inside of me that, uh, that says, Hey, you can just go sit on the couch. You don't need to go out for a workout or anything like that, because that's kind of the next step is after I start getting some sleep. And I say this after, right? So this is me 
projecting my own procrastinations here, right? So I can't do this until I do this, and this thing's not going to happen because I'm having a hard time with it. So we'll just keep pushing the other thing off as well. That's that's how my fucking brain works sometimes, you know? I just, and again, I, I t- say this stuff out loud, and it's like, yes, dude, but you're, you're creating your own procrastination, and it's wonderful, all right? But for some reason in my damn head, right, I cannot uh, get a morning workout routine until I can sleep better because I can wake up and, and be refreshed and ready to do a little morning workout and stuff like that, which is ridiculous because I should just make myself do it. And again, this is an issue of beating back that enemy mind that says, ah, you know, putting stipulations on yourself, you might as well just sit down and relax. It'll be fine. We'll do it tomorrow. You know, tomorrow never comes, that sort of thing. The procrastination of, uh, of my depression, basically, is a wonderful, wonderful uh, <laughs> thing when I realize it, when I say it out loud and I realize it and I'm like, God damn it, I'm doing this to myself. No question about it. So sleep issues, working on that. Uh, that is one of my main, main uh, focuses on trying to get a routine down. I'm also trying to work at, at eating better, too. You know, that's what, another big thing. I think in the past year and a half, especially um, I have eaten like shit. I've just eaten a lot of uh, takeout. I've, I've, I've spent a lot, wasted a lot of freaking money on takeout and stuff like that, especially during this pandemic. Man, yeah, I, yeah I'm going to get an, like, you know, uh, a sandwich and something like that or, or uh, um, you know, like a, a, a vegan chicken sandwich delivered from a local place or whatever, and I use Uber Eats or DoorDash or something like that. And it's like a $30, $40 damn endeavor when it's, <laughs> I could have drove there and picked it up or I could just made something my damn self. I don't know. I justify it. I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people at work. I'm helping people out with the Uber Eats and the DoorDash drivers, I guess, right? <laughs> and other people at restaurants. So uh, I, I need to stop doing that. And it's a waste of money, first of all. It's a massive, massive waste of money. Uh, and then on top of it, I'm not eating quality stuff. I'm eating, you know, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to have me a sack of French fries for dinner. I'm going to have it delivered for $14. You know, it's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. My daughters were here uh, during the pandemic, you know, at the first part of it. Both of them came down one day and asked for milkshakes from McDonald's. Instead of driving to McDonald's for McFlurries or whatever, I ordered it on uh, DoorDash. And it was like $15 for two freaking uh, uh, milkshakes and flurries, right? So it's like whatever. It's just laziness. And uh, it's it's the the lack of, of uh, inspiration to find the motivation to move off of the damn couch in, in a lot of cases, right? To do anything. Uh, it's too much of an effort. It's painful. It's, there's physical pain involved sometimes um, with me getting off the couch with, you know, a, a, and it's, a lot of it's probably because I've just been sitting on the couch and not doing anything and I'm eating like shit and I haven't exercised or anything like that. So my back's starting to hurt and my shoulders are all sorts of messed up. I have no idea what's going on with my shoulders. I really need to go see a doctor about my shoulders and find out what's going on. And I'm also using my shoulders as a procrastination. I realize this as well, using my shoulders as a procrastination on uh, not working out either because for some reason, uh, my shoulders hurting, uh, will prevent me from going out for a run or something like that because of reasons sure why not um so (laughs) it's all linked together all linked together this is like the hardest hump is getting started or you know and 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 for me especially um even once i'm started i i think i'm still gonna you know it's, it's keeping it going um for a while that's the biggest thing like i said first week of sleep routine i made a routine this is what i want to do this is what i want to try and and great let's do it uh, did it for about a week with no problems. And then it just kind of fell apart from there. So, you know, it's getting started is a huge endeavor. 
huge endeavor. And then there's also, once I'm going with it, keeping that momentum going instead of just letting it fall apart and crumble like I have uh, in the past. So, so yay for that, right? So getting that, that over that, that massive hill to get things started. And it's a lot of just self, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's trying to find that internal motivation, right? Finding something that inspires me enough to, to build the internal motivation to do what I know I should be doing. Um, this week I have, well, I wouldn't say I've, I've eaten better this week, but I have cooked more at home. Uh, this week, um, not necessarily great things. I've kind of gone through what I've had left in the freezer and everything, and uh, may or may not. I I I have a, uh, a a love affair with French fries. I love me some French fries, uh, whether they're store French fries or whether you know whether they're like fast food French fries or restaurant French fries or even in a freezer. I have an air fryer. I bought a larger air fryer. I had the standard air fryer, little, little tabletop one. I bought a toaster oven. That's a larger toaster oven that had a air fryer in it specifically so I can make large amounts of French fries in it. So, <laughs> and it's not good. It's not good. It's not healthy for me. Um, you know, every now and then it's going to be fine. Uh, but when it's like, well, I, 15 minutes, I got me a plate of French fries, uh, and I can mix up a little sauce, a little dipping sauce, some ketchup, some mayo, some, uh, some ketchup, some vegan mayo, some, uh, some garlic powder, some, uh, smoked paprika, mix that all together you got this lovely high calorie uh, just totally shit for you uh <laughs> dipping sauce for your french fries that tastes wonderful so <laughs> there's that um but i need to start i need to start eating back uh back into the world of whole uh food eating um that's one of my main goals. Uh, I need to stop eating at restaurants, need to stop eating fast food. Every now and then it's fine, right? That's perfectly fine. You can treat yourself and everything else. But personally, uh, and I'll get to that point where personally I'm just doing it every now and then. But I need to start cooking again instead of just one-off things. Actually, I don't want to do meal, meal planning. It's not the greatest thing in the world because I hate doing meal planning. I, I might make large batches of stuff for a couple of days. My biggest problem with meal planning <laughs> Biggest problem with meal planning is uh, <laughs> I've made like a whole block of of tofu, right? Like I've, again, I'm vegan. If you guys don't know, you you don't have to be. It's perfectly fine. Um, I've made like cooked up a whole block of tofu, or made like a massive, massive uh, a pan of tofu scramble or something like that. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna eat this all week, and uh, I wound up eating the whole damn thing that one day that one night so i'm really not so great at the meal planning either <laughs> so it just is what it is it tastes good you just run with it so um but i i am you know uh it's i think a lot of uh my feelings and, and this is something that, that i've been looking at recently this week and one of the rabbit holes that i've kind of gone down is uh, nutrition and um depression and how your food affects your body and everything else. And I know I feel this. I totally feel this when I eat more processed foods, right? Cause even if I'm cooking at home and I'm buying crap and I'm buying processed stuff that's frozen, I'm just making it in my case, fake meat bullshit. And you know, like other highly, uh, salted, you know, a lot of sodium and, and just processed to the hell foods. It affects my feeling. It really does. It it feeds that that food feeds my depression. No question about it. That highly processed food, whether again I make it in house or I buy it at a fast food place or whatever, that is food to feed my depression, not to feed my body and not to feed my mind. And I need to change that. That's a, a big breaking point. And again, I say this, and I'm gonna. 
and I know I am, and then I lack motivation to do so, and then I just, oh, I'll just order something instead, you know, it's okay, I look at my bank account and say, oh, it's okay, I can spare that extra $5 for delivery or whatever the hell it is, plus tip, another $5 there for a tip, too, uh, for excess for no apparent reason, because I'm lazy, uh, and then, uh, I realize when I eat whole foods, when I, when I'm making stuff fresh, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, making stir fries with fresh vegetables and it's colorful eating salads and eating, you know, full whole grain things, um, baking bread that I make myself. I have a little mill and I have a 50 gallon bucket of wheat that I can make like a true hundred percent whole wheat, uh, bread and eat that. And that's, that is nutrition for the body. That is nutrition for the mind. And I think it's going to help starve that depression, right? If I'm not feeding that depression, that junk food, if I'm not feeding that depression, that, caloric, dense, uh, nutritional, uh, non-existent food that just seems to, to fill a, a void in my, my, uh, my, my feelings and everything else. That's that, that, you know, we, a lot of us, I think we, a lot of us, uh, we eat our feelings sometimes and I'm no different, you know, I'll sit down with a whole carton of, uh, of vegan ice cream. I'll sit down, like I said, make a pile of, uh, of French fries and just chow down on those mindlessly. I'll blow through a bag of chips, you know, anything that's fried and salty or sweet. I'm a, I'm a, a huge addict for sweetness, uh, which is not good. Um, I'm diabetic, but was diabetic. I probably still am diabetic. I, I, my sugars were under control about a year and a half ago, uh, and then I stopped caring. And I think, again, uh, that leads into a lot of me feeling like shit physically, uh, which brings down my mental feeling on top of it. And it's all connected. It is all connected. I need to have that fresh food. I need to start creating. And, and that's one of the big things with, with my depression is, and I've identified this uh, over the past couple of weeks especially, my depression kills my creativity. And that is horrible. I feel that I'm a creative person. I'm not a very, um, I'm not a very uh, uh, ingenious creator. Like I'm not gonna like set the art world on fire. And and I have no like real drawing skills. And I know that's a lot of learned stuff. And I probably could learn that if I wanted to or whatever. Um, but I'm not like super creative as far as like oh you know I can picture a scene or a character and draw it or something like that. But I feel like I'm pretty damn creative when it comes to making food. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty creative in other ways, just not in like a physical media type way as far as like drawing and stuff like that. Um, so I don't feel I don't consider myself creative as far as that goes, because I don't have brilliant ideas like, oh, that would be a really cool picture. That would be a really cool painting um, and then have the ability to execute it. But I find myself very creative when it comes to like cooking or creative when it comes to writing or when it creative when it comes to videography and, and, and stuff like that. And my depression destroys my creativity. It just saps it completely away. And it is horrendous. And it's one of the most painful parts of my depression is the fact that it, I struggle so damn much. And I even see it with like this past week uh, where I have been eating a little bit better. 
I've been eating a lot of the same things and it's all very basic. It, there's no creativity to it whatsoever. It is not, it, it, I fall back on some very, very standardized things where it's a couple of ingredients. There's not many, very, very, many layers of flavor or layers of consistent or, or, or uh, you know, very complex feelings about anything or, or tastes or pro profiles or whatever. It's just, it's basically, it's, well, I made it myself, so it's better for me. And it is now granted a lot of it it is, uh, it, you know, it is more, more fresh foods or whatever, but there's the lack of the lack of creativity of it. It's, you know, it's gray, it's ugly. It's, it's, it's not bright and vibrant. And we eat with our eyes, we eat with our mind, we eat with our senses, you know, we eat with everything. And I think that all ties in together. Uh, you know, nutrition is, and food is, is medicine, you know, no question about it. The, the, what we eat has a huge, huge impact, I think, on uh, the way we feel and the way that we think and the way that we, you know, uh, grow ourselves and create our own movement within ourselves and everything else. So I really, really need to get my sleep thing under control, yes, but stop using my sleep uh, uh, battle as a procrastinating fact factor for everything else, right? So I need to, to say, you know what, I'm going to work on the sleep. Maybe that doesn't need to be number one that we do first. Maybe feeding my body, feeding my mind, feeding my, uh, my, my uh, uh, self with nutritional food, right? Maybe that is the key where if I start doing that, that's going to provide me with some more positive energy, right? And that's going to allow me to uh, maybe find that motivation inside of me to go do that workout. And maybe once I start working out, then the sleep thing will come, right? Maybe I should be looking at it that way instead. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. I just thought about that right now. That's why I like doing these because, I, I, you know, I can sit there and mull things over in my head or, or not. Or uh, this pre creates an opportunity, again, being a creative type person, uh, I need this outlet, right? For me, it's very, very easy to just start rambling and start talking. Um, and, and it allows me to visualize things as I'm saying them. And I think that's probably the key instead of, I don't know why I decided, well, sleep is thing sleep because I'm fucking tired. That's why, that's why I decided sleep was the number one thing. All right. And actually I just answered my own damn question. Why, why did I think sleep was the number one thing? Cause I'm damn tired. That's why. So, so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I need to reevaluate my attack plan here. And I don't even know why I'm trying to look at one thing at a time. I just figure if I focus on one thing and uh, I, then I can move on to something else and move on to something else. And I might not need that. I might need to have the chaos of trying to do everything all at once because that might just be the way my brain wants to work right now too. But I think I'm going to focus more on the eating side of things, the food side of things, getting those fresh foods inside me, colorful foods, enjoyable foods, layers of flavor and depth and enjoying that to feed my body, feed my brain. Right. And from there, hopefully that'll bring the, uh, the, the, the energy and the motivation for me to, to work into the working outside of things and the sleeping better and everything else. So, so probably next week or the week after, we're going to talk probably a little bit more about food. <laughs> now that I think about it, that's probably where we're going to go. <laughs> All right. So uh, so let's look forward to that, possibly. We'll see. <laughs> All right. One of the other rabbit holes that I've been down recently, and this is like can be considered a virtual rabbit hole. I don't know if we're talking about a pun here or not. Um, 
is I have become very, very interested in uh, microdosing psychedelic uh, drugs like um, mushrooms or LSD. Uh, why have I decided to, why have I gone down this route? Well, I, I've read a lot about it. I've read, read, read a lot about it. I've watched a ton of videos on it. I actually just got a couple books in the other day about it as well. And it seems like um, for depression, this is a, a very, very good treatment. One of the, the, the incredible things about some of the things that I've been reading and, and, and seeing and everything else is where they're talking about, you know, utilizing these psychedelic drugs, right? Um, which are illegal, and we'll talk about that here, <laughs> but utilizing them as treatment, right? So microdosing means that you're taking very, very small amounts of, of the drug, so you're not necessarily having the hallucinogenic effects or anything like that. So you're not, you're not tripping uh, on the drugs. You're taking a low, low dose that does not give you those physical uh, or mental uh, hallucinations or anything along those lines, right? But you still can get the benefits from the compound itself. So, uh, this has become very, very interesting to me. And like I said, one of the things that was very, uh, eye-opening about it is, um, that, that there's, there's, uh, anecdotal, obviously at this point it's anecdotal. There are some studies going on. There's nothing here locally. I'm in the Georgia, I'm in Georgia, uh, Atlanta. There's nothing here locally, uh, as far as clinical trials though, but, but there are in some areas. But, um, you know, we're trying to gather research on this, but some of the anecdotal uh, uh, stories that I've heard about it and evidence that I've seen for it, they were talking about where uh, they would do take some microdosing, do some microdosing, and it became a lasting effect for them, right? So they didn't have to. Maybe they took uh, two grams of uh, uh, a psychedelic mushroom, right? And um, that two grams maybe gave them a little bit high on, on, on the afternoon or so that they were on, you know, the, that they took them. There was not definitely uh, like full-blown trip experience or whatever. It's not to that point. Um, it's a little bit higher on the microdosing side, I guess, the, the two, two and a half grams or so. But they'd only have to do that like once every six months because there was a lasting effect for the next six months for that. Uh, and it, it was very, very interesting to, to hear that. Um, and, it, it, you know, and sometimes, you know, um, some of the anecdotal evidence wasn't even that high. It was they were taking smaller amounts where they take it for five days, you know, and then they take two days off and they take it for five days and they did like a two or three week cycle of it. And then again, for uh, two, three, four months after that, they, they didn't take it, but they had this higher elevated feeling throughout the whole time. There, there was issues with anxiety and depression that disappeared. There's, there's uh, um, anecdotal, uh, you know, information about helping people that stuttered and had social anxiety because of stuttering and, um, you know, everything else. It just, just a tremendous benefits, it seems, to a lot of these uh uh, mental issues that we're having, mental health issues that we're having. Uh, and with uh, magic mushrooms, um, the compound that's in it, it very, very similar to serotonin. So it kind of like uh, logs into or locks into your serotonin receptors as far as the shape of it goes and everything else. And, um, and one of the coolest things that I've read about it is the fact that it kind of hijacks and, and, takes offline kind of your default mode memory, right? So this is or your default uh, drive in your brain. So the way our brains work is it seems like that uh, we create paths, okay? There's pathways, uh, the way the brain connects and everything else. And um, we, we, we create these 
specific pathways. So we connect to A to B, we always go through the same line, right? We connect to C to D, we go through that same line as well, right? So we may have new beginning sides of the path, new end sides of the path, but the center of that road, right? Everything kind of, you know, if, you, if, if you're familiar here, <laughs> familiar here in Atlanta, uh, it's like where 75 and 85 come together, right? We all started in different places. We're all going different places at the end of the city, right? But before the city, we started different places in, out of the city we're going different places but all those roads smack together into one giant road that goes right through the center of the city and uh, as you guys are well aware maybe or not uh, there's a tremendous amount of traffic in that right so with the psilocybin which is the the compound um, that's in uh, mushrooms mag magic mushrooms or lsd what it seems to do is it, it allows us to still go from a to b but we no longer are restricted to using those rutted out paths uh, that our memory has made. So our brains actually can connect in different ways, right? So we have the ability to create new neural pathways. Uh, and that is very, very interesting to me. Because again, we're talking about uh, one, of, one of the big issues that I have with my depression is my, um, the destruction of the creativity in and of myself. So this will allow some, hopefully spur some new creativity because I'm making new uh, neurological connections and everything else. And when you look at like kind of some of the brain uh, scans and paths and everything else with the research, it, it is tremendous how the brain kind of j lights up and makes new connections uh, on these substances. So like I said, there is some definite research uh, going on with it. The biggest issue is uh, psychedelics, LSD, and uh, um, mushrooms are, are a Schedule 1 drug, which according to the way the schedules are set up here in the U.S., I'm in the U.S., um, Schedule 1 drugs are the worst kind of drugs. There is no medical uh, use for them, and they are highly addictive is, is basically what a Schedule 1 is, uh, which is completely bullshit. Marijuana is a Schedule 1 on the federal level as well. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Basically, they've been put into the harshest category because somebody didn't like them during the 70s or the you know the, the 60s and 70s and everything else. Um, people have been using psychedelics. Uh, humanity has been using psychedelics for an insane, insane amount of time. Uh, we never really used them. Like if you look at the, the ancestry and history, typically wasn't like, you know, in the 60s, uh, we kind of got into more of a recreational uh, type of use of some of these. Uh, and then even today you see some recreational type of use. But as far as a, a part as a part of. Uh, spiritual rituals as a part of religious rituals and everything else, psychedelics have been used uh, and trusted with guides and with shamans and everybody else for for you know, forever, basically, since we figured out that, hey, if I eat that, I see things. So uh, there's a there's a, a, a big um, a big uh, uh, push, uh, I think, once we started moving away from polytheistic uh, religions to a monotheistic religion, so going into like the Christianity and the Jewish world and and uh, Muslim world and stuff like these are these are monotheistic uh, religions. In other words, one god instead of many gods. Uh, when you move into those type of religions, it's more of a control issue, right? So you have to go to the centralized church basically to uh, to get knowledge and everything else. It's it's one location because it's only one God, uh, where if you have polytheistic uh, 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 
religions, there could be, you know, m multiple different temples to different gods and different, uh, different people that know different things. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot more openness of information uh, and more spread out uh, when you have those, those poly um, uh, poly religions instead of the mono religions. So uh, it seems like, you know, we, we had a big drop off with the use of, uh, of psychedelics uh, once we, a lot of conversion into that monotheistic type world uh, from a religious uh, aspect of using them uh, because there's nowhere in, uh, you know, the monotheistic religions that are like, yeah, um, you know, you go visit a priest and the priest gives you, uh, you know, a psychedelic tea and you, you sit there and he talks you through some, some spiritual awakening or anything like that. It's not part of Christianity. It's not part of, of, uh, of Jewish or Muslim uh, religion, as far as I know, as far as I know. Now, granted, we do, uh, we do. I'm not going to get into the religion side of things. Uh, you can believe whatever you believe as long as you do, your beliefs don't en encroach on somebody else's happiness. I don't care what you believe. It's perfectly fine. All right. Um, but just from a, a historical standpoint, okay, and that's what we're kind of looking at here, uh, the use of psychedelics, there has been this, there was definitely a switch there where, where we started seeing less and less of them used. There's, there's a couple of great books uh, that I'm actually um, uh, I'm ordering and I, I'm going to read through. Uh, where they do talk about how possibly some of uh, some of the the information in some of these uh, religious texts, you know, whether it's the Bible, the Old Testament, or or whether it's uh, other religious texts, that they may or may not have been linked to uh, psychedelic uh, mushrooms and stuff like that as well. It's called the sacred uh, sacred mushrooms and the books that drive them, or something like that, uh, is what the title was. I have to look it up, uh, but. Um, but really, really, it's it just from a, a knowledge perspective. That has nothing to do with. <laughs> so it's nothing to do with uh, with me microdosing or or uh, <laughs> or being interested in in it for curing depression. I just thought it was you know again. I wind up in these rabbit holes sometimes of because I'm a I love research. I'm a big research person. I want to learn as much as I can about something. And as soon as I set my mind to you know again, I got on this. I don't even know how. I don't know how. Maybe it was. I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast about it or something. Who knows? Or I saw a clip on YouTube about it or something like that. How microdosing worked its way into my brain. Uh, and now it's like I've just been obsessed with it for the past week or so, kind of just diving down everything. And then, you know, I started with that and it kind of, again, wound up in these weird worlds of, hey, look at this on the religious side of things. Look at this on, on the other side of things. Look at this on, you know, this guy wrote this book about this, you know. So that's just the way it happens sometimes. When you get deep down into research, <laughs> sometimes you wind up on some really, really interesting side paths <laughs> that, that spur your interest. So, uh, but I do have a couple of books that I did get specifically uh, about uh, using psychedelics. So the Psychedelic Explorer guide uh from jane uh james uh um uh, uh who's a phd on that this is kind of uh from what i understand one of like the books to to get and then i also i saw a ted talk and i'm gonna butcher this poor lady's name and i, I do apologize um i think it's it's it, i'm just gonna spell it how about that we'll just spell her first name a y e l e t and the last name is waldman okay uh she's an author um, of a couple books and, uh, she, uh, she did a, t I saw her Ted talk. <laughs> I wound up, uh, on, again, on YouTube, going down this rabbit hole, uh, listened to her Ted talk and she microdosed with LSD 
and um, had a, a profound, profound uh, impact on her life. Uh, and uh, it was a pr primarily for depression that she was using. And she wrote a book about it, and it got me interested, and I bought the book because it looks really, really good. I like the way she talks, so I'm assuming that her writing is going to be just as, uh, just as fun to read through as well. It's called A Really Good Day. Um, and I hate that I can't pronounce it. I'm horrible with names, guys. I, I've always had issues with pr pronouncing people's names. Uh, Aylet? 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 So again, A-Y-E-L-E-T, Waldman. That's W-A-L-D-M-A-N. It's called A Really Good Day. I think it was like 16 bucks on Amazon for a hard copy, hardcover. And I'm really excited about cracking into this. Just came. This one and the Psychedelic Explorer's Guide uh, just came. So on top of that, one of the other things that I've done uh, with microdosing is actually um, I put a Facebook post up about it, <laughs> uh, asking friends if, if anybody has any experience and th to message me about it. And surprisingly, I got quite a few messages. I got quite a few messages uh, of other people that are interested in it as well uh, and don't don't have any way. The, the issue is, again, we're dealing with illegal narcotics. Here. We're de de dealing with illegal drugs. So this is something where I, I feel so strong about wanting to try this that I am willing to possibly go down the route of doing an illegal, having a legal activity, which I'm not a big freaking fan of. I got way too much to goddamn lose with the horrible, corrupt legal system uh, that we have in this country here in the U.S. I'm not a fan of the criminal justice system. Uh, I, I, I witnessed it firsthand with uh, with uh, somebody very, very close to me with a stupid marijuana charge, which should never be an issue. Uh, and uh, I can understand, you know, if, if that person did not have support from his family like like that person did. Uh, I completely see how you get sucked into that goddamn system and it don't let, it does not let you go. Um, so this, this is, uh, this, this scares the hell out of me. This, this side of it scares the hell out of me. So, so again, I put up a post saying, Hey, does anybody know anything about microdosing or, or whatever? And like I said, got a, quite a few messages back to me, uh, about people that are interested in, in exploring it as well. Uh, and then a couple of, uh, messages from people that, that have and are, uh, and, uh, and now I have some resources, some, some people that I can talk to instead of just reading books and everything else, which is awesome. So with that being said, don't be afraid to, uh, to, you know, and basically that this was, I, I thought about this for days, whether I put this out there or not, you know, I thought about it. I was like, do I make this post or not? Um, and you know, I finally was like, I'm going to run this flag up the flagpole and we'll see if anybody notices it. And, and if anybody, uh, can help, you know, and uh, so don't ever be afraid of doing something like that. Throwing, you know, I'm not saying like go on Facebook and say, hey, where can I buy drugs? That's not what I'm saying here whatsoever. I was looking for uh, information is, is what I was looking for and what I'm what I'm trying to get. So um, because there's certain areas uh, where it's decriminalized. Right. So uh, Colorado mushrooms are not necessarily legal. You can't buy them, I don't believe, but it is decriminalized. I think California as well. Uh, again, may not be able to purchase, but, um, but are decriminalized. So, um, so I thought maybe, you know, people that live in those areas that I'm friends with or whatever may have a little bit more information because it's a little bit freer to talk about in those areas, it seems <laughs> because, you know, progressive laws and everything when it comes to this. Um, I, I think, you know, we lost so much time and so much data when these uh, these drugs got slapped into a Schedule One in the '60s or whatever, late '60s, um, 
we lost so many opportunities because once it's schedule one, it's basically, it's the same thing that happened with marijuana too. It's like, Oh, uh, it's schedule one. There's no medical use for it whatsoever. So that means you can't research it whatsoever. Basically either we, they had to get recently, they've had to get, uh, uh, um, uh, basically uh, exceptions uh, to allow uh, certain institutions to study these things. So, because they're still schedule ones, which make no damn sense. Uh, obviously there is medical applications for them. We see that with cannabis um, right now there's medical applications for, it. and it's still on the federal level, still a schedule one drug, which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, opiates, which are destroying this country. Uh, are much, much worse off than a psychedelic or marijuana. And, uh, and they are there, you know, but the issue is, I guess, they're patentable and, and the drug companies can sell them where uh, maybe uh, not so easy when it comes to, uh, to, uh, to marijuana or psychedelics at this point. So just shut it down because don't understand it. We'll shut it down. We'll, we'll clamp it down 100% so nobody has access to it. We cannot continue to. Uh, to research it and grow with it. So that makes total, total sense. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> with that being said, uh, so I'm really, really excited to kind of, um, and I don't know what, what I'm going to do, and obviously I'll bring you guys along with me uh, with what I make a decision of, but I, I'm in an information-gathering mode right now, and I, I you know, that's kind of where I'm at, and, and uh, I, I'm hoping that eventually I, I, there's a couple of people that, that I truly, truly um, am inspired by that I follow. That are, some of them are friends of mine. Uh, some of them are just general people that I that are inspired by. But I really want to get to the point of being able to possibly interview some people uh, here on this podcast. I'd like to see, you know, the thing is, Right now, this is all for me. I'm just talking by myself or whatever, and I don't know who's listening. There's not a lot of people listening right now or anything like that. If I I, I feel bad bringing somebody in to interview with them, uh, if if it's like it's really just having a conversation with them and, and there's nobody listening to it, which might be a stupid thing on my part because who knows, right? Uh, I'm still being able to get the information. It's a it's an enjoyable. So I think podcasting is an enjoyable experience. Uh, at least uh, I think we can have a conversation. I can have a conversation on on a rec record here you know, on a podcast basically with somebody, but uh, you know, I always feel bad. Like, especially if uh, a lot of the people that I know are, are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're self-employed and I was like, I'd be like, Hey, you know, I got, I really like to have an interview with you or talk to you about this or whatever. Um, you know, if, if I can say, well, Hey, you know, you can, you can, uh, promote whatever you want to promote or promote your business and people will hear it. That's great. Right now. I don't know. There's like four people, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. One might be my parent. Two might be my parents. Who knows? <laughs> All right. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens as, as this develops. This is only episode three, for God's sakes. Who knows? Um, it's been very, very helpful, though, for me, myself, um, uh, recording these. Now, granted, there's definitely a struggle with these. Like, you know, the I, I, I need to find some consistency with this. Uh, there's been a couple of nights where it's like, well, I need to record the podcast. I need to record cod podcast. And I just I did not have the energy. I did not have the uh, the the motivation inside to do so. I kept telling myself to, and instead, I just sat here and stared at the damn TV and went through more and more videos, or I, I read a book or whatever it was. Uh, today, I kind of made myself do, and I'm so happy I did. It, it's always the starting with me. Starting is the biggest. And once I'm in it, once I'm rolling with everything. That's where the good happens, you know, and again, keeping my interest is another big issue. So with this podcast, especially, 
Um, I need to make sure that I keep my own interest in it. Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to stop doing it. So I want to make sure that that I grow with this as well. And, and like I said, getting started is always the thing. Just, well, you know, I set everything up and I sat here It was probably two hours with everything just set up. And I just oh, got to do it. Got to do it. Should I do it? All right. And then I like once everything's on and, and rolling, I'm just I'm having a great time. I've made some great revelations right now uh, so far today here with myself <laughs> talking to myself. So. <laughs> This is what I like to do. It's enjoyable once I get it out and get get it rolling. It's just the issue of getting it rolling. And you know, some people might listen to this and be like, "Listen, this guy doesn't sound like he's he's depressed. He laughs at himself and he giggles around and stuff like that." That that's that's just you know, once I'm in it and once I'm rolling, that's just the way it is. You should see me the ninety nine point nine nine percent of the other time where I'm just completely goddamn miserable as well. There is something to being able to put a, uh, a mask on. Again, I, I consider myself having very high, high-functioning uh, uh, um, depression, right? Um, after these are over, after I'm done doing these, though, I'm spent. I am spent. Like, I want to talk to anybody for a good, uh, a good couple hours after I'm done with these podcasts sometimes. So, um, and again, it's only been a couple weeks so far at this point. So, um so, you know, first of all, don't judge somebody just because of the way they look or they sound. You don't know what they're really going through in their head or anything like that. People are very, very good at putting masks on. And, and I'm not saying that I'm putting a mask on with you, but sometimes my energy level is excited by this, right? So, so there is, again, once I get started and rolling with it and I start throwing concepts out there, I inspire myself and get motivated to get, get more and more going with this and more energy into it and everything else. Um, because it's a creative outlet in a void of, of non-creativity. That, that's where I'm living right now is in this void of non-creativity. So when this goes and I, you know, I force myself to get it started and get it going, um, hopefully I get that momentum like I typically do with myself and I'm able to have at least mild creativity here. And, and you, know, you might not even consider it creative. I, I'm considering it creative. Um, it's much more creative than me not doing anything. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, so, uh, so, you know, this is good for me, whether you think you're like, man, this guy's not really depressed, whatever, listen to him. Well, first of all, again, you don't know shit about shit. So don't judge people like that. Right. Always be kind, always be nice. Uh, and, uh, and hang around. If, if I'm entertaining to you, that's what this is all about. It doesn't matter. It's all about entertaining you. It's about maybe passing on some information. Again, I'm not a doctor, not telling you to do anything. This is really more about me than you guys anyway. <laughs> but because it's about me, uh, I can provide some entertainment to you, hopefully. So... <laughs> It is what it is. All right, it's enough of that ramble there. All right, so so microdosing is definitely something I want to explore more and more of. Uh, if you have microdosed in the past, uh, if it has helped you, you know, feel free to drop a line, drop an email to uh, mikeshappiness at gmail.com. I have a phone number, too. I keep forgetting the damn notebook that has a phone number, though. Uh, so I don't have that right now, so I can't tell you. So you can call and leave a voicemail on the phone. Or if you want to listen to uh, the very first podcast I did, episode number one, the... Um, the phone number is in episode number one, so feel free to go back and listen to that and write it down. And hopefully going forward, I'll remember to get the damn 
get the damn uh, notebook that has the uh, that has the uh, the phone number in it. But the email is Mike's Happiness M I K E E M I K E S Happiness at gmail.com. Feel free to drop me a line if you have microdose, if you have experience with it, if uh, if you've been thinking about it or anything like that, and you want to open up a conversation, feel free to do so. If you don't email me asking where to get LSD or where to get uh, mushrooms, because I don't even know at this point. I have no idea. I have no clue. Um, I'm not, I'm not a source to buy anything. I have no idea. I, I, again, I'm still just reading and getting research. I have no idea about anything when it comes to that. Everything's illegal. I'm not going to sell you drugs anyway. So <laughs> even if I did know, I'm not going to sell you drugs anyway. I just want to talk to you about it and stuff like that. And then you get, you're on your own <laughs> as far as finding substances go. So uh, the, the other weird thing about uh, microdosing that I've been thinking about, and you know, it's funny. I, I'm very, with my depression, I'm like, I don't want to take pharmaceuticals, right? I don't want to take, I want to f- try to see if I can figure this out because, uh, you know, and it's not necessarily maybe a brain thing. Maybe it's, you know, it's a physical thing for me and uh, like see if I can get myself out of depression without any kind of pharmaceuticals. But then I started reading about microdose and I'm like, yeah, shit, I want to do that. That's perfectly fine. I'll take those pills. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so freaking weird. Uh, <laughs> that, that There's something different there. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, um. And my biggest thing is as a creative person, I think, especially, I worry. And again, this is not if you guys are on uh, antidepressants or any kind of pharmaceutical and it's helping you with your condition, keep doing it, man. That's awesome. I'm not saying not do it. I'm not saying anything. This is just my stupid opinion. My opinion don't mean shit about shit, okay? So I'm not ragging on anybody that, that has found something that works for them. If, some, if you found something that works for you, freaking, that's amazing. That is more power to you, and that is amazing. So keep doing it. If it's working for you, keep doing it, okay? So, but me personally, I worry, and this may may not, may not be founded at all, I worry that if I take a pharmaceutical for some reason, I feel like it's going to put me in a haze. It's going gonna, it's gonna to numb me down. It's going to dull me down, and it's going to kill creativity even more. So that that would be a horrible situation where I no longer – I'm dealing with a deep depression, right? So I, I have higher spirits and everything else, but there's a void of creativity that's just not there. That would be the worst case scenario for me because now I'm like happy. Now I'm not depressed. I don't know if I'd be happy, but I'm not depressed. But <laughs> but on top of that, I have no creativity whatsoever. I'm just floating, floating through things, floating through life, and I don't want that. I, I don't want that. Uh, and I don't know why I have this irrational thing. Maybe it's rational. Maybe it's not rational. I have no idea because I've never taken pharmaceuticals for anything like this. And I necessarily haven't even ever talked to a doctor about taking pharmaceuticals about this either. Um, but the idea of microdosing with, uh, with um, mushrooms or LSD even, um, that appealed to the creative side of me. So that appealed to, oh, I can hopefully cure or lessen my depression, but also have the ability to maybe create new neuro pathways and create more, unlock some creativity that might be bound up and everything because of this. That was, I, I would rather use, you know, have my brain light up uh, instead of have my brain go dull. You know, as far as is that goes, so that has has really that side of things uh, when it came to microdosing has is really sparked my interest with it. Now, on top of that, there's this other internal debate that I've been having between mushrooms and LSD. <laughs> All right, so 
the hippie side of me, the earth loving hippie side of me, <laughs> the natural side of me was like, oh, mushrooms, that's awesome. You know, you can grow them. They're part of the earth. They're, they're, they're part of nature. They were given to us. It's a wonderful thing. It's great. That sounds lovely. The problem is mushrooms are natural. So that means that there's going to be consistency issues, right? So they're not, you're not guaranteed, uh, you're not guaranteed uh, um, how much um, of the, the, the compounds are in the mushrooms because they're natural, right? So depending on growing conditions, depending on harvest, just like anything else that's natural, right? I have five different watermelons. One's going to be really sweet. One's going to be meh. One's going to be, uh, you know, uh, thicker rind and less, less meat. One's going to have maybe more seeds and so forth and so on. Cause you're going to have inconsistency, right? You go plant some apple seeds. And next thing you know, you have a sweet apple that you got your seeds from and every plant that every apple tree that you, uh, that you plant is, uh, is a, uh, a sour apple tree, right? So that's, that's why they graft apple trees, by the way. And that's a whole nother thing we can talk about if you want, uh, <laughs> more stupid knowledge I know. All right. But, um, uh, so I was like, oh, there's a consistency issue, right? Where LSD, LSD is a manufactured substance. It's, it's a created substance, a lab-created substance. So you can guarantee consistency across the board, uh, but it's a lab-made substance, right? And because it's an illegal drug, because it is a, a Schedule One illegal drug, it's not like I can go to a lab and say, hey, I would like a vial of, of how many micrograms of, of LSD and I'm guaranteed a pure form of LSD from a lab, right? I got to worry about buying a compound on an illegal market, which I can't necessarily guarantee what is in that compound. That's one of the issues that I think LSD had uh, was LSD. I don't, I don't believe LSD is very cheap. It's not something that it's very cheap to produce. So uh, when it became like selling it on the streets and everything else, it was getting cut with uh, speed and everything else to give it. So you had less LSD, but you had other th compounds in there like speed and everything else to give you other kind of issues. And that's where it's like, don't eat the brown acid, man. That's because there's some shit wrong with it because it's been stepped on and cut with everything else. So even though there is a... A, a, an opportunity to have LSD consistency because it is lab created because again, we're dealing with a black market here. We're dealing with an illegal substance. It's not like I can walk to a lab that has a guarantee that this is a pure sample, right? It, it, it is what it is, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm at a crossroads here. Like it's very weird. So what do I do? Do I go the LSD route and do I go, or do I go the, uh, the psychosylvan? or the, uh, the uh, you know, the mushroom route. So uh, I believe in the, this book, The Really Good Day, uh, she actually took LSD. Um, she, uh, she was microdosing with LSD. Uh, so, um, so I'm going to read her account of that as well. Uh, of the people that I've spoken to, uh, after I put my little flag up there, uh, has been a mixed bag. It's, it's, been, it's been both, um, microdosing with LSD, microdosing with uh, mushrooms as well. So I don't know yet. I don't know if this is ever going to truly happen for me. Okay. Again, first of all, because again, there's the whole illegal side of it and everything else at this point, which is fucking ridiculous. Uh, but if it does happen, I don't know which route I would go with anyway. So again, I'm in a research mode. I am in a knowledge gathering mode an educational mode. Uh, right now when it comes to this, I'm not jumping into this because this is a massive decision, massive, massive decision for me and goes against a lot of my um, my personal 
code, I guess, uh, about trying to get tied up, especially in the legal system in this, this country here, because it's kind of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want to be involved with that. I don't want to ruin my life because I'm trying to heal myself <laughs> with it, with a compound that the, the government uh, says has no medical use whatsoever, yet uh, lots and lots of people have used it uh, and, and has, have had profound effects. Uh, for Right now, it's like, uh, here, from what I understand, Silicon Valley, people microdose in Silicon Valley constantly. Engineers and, uh, and, and coders and everything else, uh, just tremendous, tremendous benefits uh, that they're seeing from microdosing every now. So, it, you know, it's not just necessarily uh, used for depression, but it seems like it's used for addiction, uh, people are alcoholics. There's there's opportunities there with it as well, or or even nicotine and stuff like that. So there's addiction. There is depression. There's anxiety. It allows you to focus a little bit more. There's 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 possibilities of getting people off of opioids with it and everything else. So there's a lot of a lot of medical pop, pop, uh, probability that is uh, being thrown away or being choked out because of that stupid Schedule One. Uh, moniker that the government has put the the uh, the substances under. All right, so I just looked down at the clock and I just realized I'm like 51 minutes in it. It's 52 minutes. This was supposed to be ramble sodes or ramble casts. Again, if you want, feel free to go to uh, Mike's Happiness at Gmail com and vote on uh, which one you like better. <laughs> and and this is just like a a non single topic type of uh, of of podcast episode is basically what it is. So if you like ramble cast or ramble uh, what did I say? Ramble sewed, ramble sewed, or ramble cast? Uh, vote on which one you like. They were not supposed to be a full hour long. They were supposed to be shorter. Um, as uh, I, I listen to one of my other, fa- I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts right now is Why Daddy Drinks. Um, I said love them, and uh, they call it, there's bitty sewed. So, so there's shorter episodes, bitty sewed. Um, I love that, and I'm not going to steal that from them. So I call them. I'm going to be calling them uh, <laughs> rant cast or rant sewed. So, <laughs> uh, but they're not supposed to be a full hour long. But I rambled on long enough. Microdosing got me very excited to talk about and food. I I was not even really expecting to talk as much as I did about food, but it got me excited thinking, and and I was able to put some things together again. Again, stop using the the stupid sleep thing as a my own procrastination. And I, I love that. And if you guys, you know, this might work for you. You don't have to do a podcast if you don't want. You can if you want. That's awesome. I'll support you. Just let me know about it. Um, you just need a recorder and a microphone or whatever. It's cool. <laughs> and, it, and it's great. Uh, I, I uh, host mine on Anchor. Anchor. Uh, I think it's .TV, something like that. Uh, but um, this might help you guys. You don't have to get just, – just, just sit there and record yourself. You have a phone. There's a recorder on your phone, right? Uh, and just talk, just talk and see, like, maybe you'll put two, two, two and two together. Like I do when I just ramble on about stuff and I'm like, yeah, you know, I was so focused. I've been so focused on this sleep side of things. And all of a sudden today during this, I'm like, why I'm using sleep. I'm using this sleep side of things as a procrastination tool, which is, uh, I'm very, very good at very, very good at, uh, of, of using things as procrastinating tools, apparently. Uh, but I've been using that sleep thing as a procrastination tool to do anything else. And it's stupid. It makes no sense. And I think I need to focus on the food side of it because if I get all the crap out and I start feeding myself and we already talked about this, so I'm not going to rehash it all. So I think that's what I'm going to be focusing on over the next couple of weeks or so is going to be my food and get my, my diet under control and stuff like that as far as what I eat. 
and we'll go from there. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut it off here. Like I said, I did not expect to go this long with this ramble. sode, but, uh, these ramble sodes or ramble cast you choose, um, they might they might wind up an hour if I just get out of steam and start rolling with it <laughs> like I did today. All right. So uh, with that, guys, thanks for hanging out with me. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully I was a little bit entertaining. Hopefully you learned a little bit some. Hopefully I piqued your interest to maybe uh, research some new topics or learn some new things. Uh, with that, be out there. Uh, be Get out there. Be happy. Um, you know, uh, enjoy the world. Love your neighbors, love your friends, love your family, love everybody. We're all in this together, and I'll see you guys online next time. Have a great rest of your day.